Hey, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm talking about proper breathing mechanics. And this is by and far one of the most important topics anyone can think about when it comes to optimizing their health, their longevity, and their performance. Because poor oxygenation, not getting enough oxygen to the cells, negatively impacts literally every system in your body. And so I am a huge, huge proponent of really teaching people how to breathe. You, and it sounds almost silly when I say it, but we're never taught how to breathe. We're taught all these things in school, math and geometry and you know algebra and stuff we'll never use. Most of us will never use a large percentage of the things we're taught in the conventional schooling system. Yet we're never taught how to use our own bodies. We're not taught how to breathe, how to think, how to do things that are really essential to the human experience. So today I'm talking about breathing and I actually gave a talk not that long ago at a, a mastermind that uh, one of the questions at the end of this presentation, we had some time for Q and A and someone asked me what the number one thing I think is the most important driver of good health. The number one thing someone can change to improve their overall well-being. My answer was learn how to breathe, learn how to breathe with the proper mechanics so that you're not a chronic mouth breather. Because most folks are, most folks are chronically breathing through their mouth and they don't understand the importance of this topic. And it is absolutely awful, this breathing through your mouth all the time. Absolutely awful for athletic performance. It's terrible for sexual performance and it's terrible for your cellular health. And it may seem like breathing more rapidly through your mouth would help with physical activity because you're getting more airflow in, right? But it's actually the opposite. Over breathing through your mouth decreases the oxygen availability and thus lowers the oxygenation uh, of your body. Whereas nasal breathing, slower nasal breathing allows CO2 levels to rise before the CO2 is exhaled. And this is a critical step for driving up oxygen saturation and improving your CO2 tolerance. Now there's been excellent books written on this, uh, Breath by James Nestor. I had him on my podcast. You can go back and listen to that interview. Uh, Patrick McEwen also wrote a book called The Oxygen Advantage, which outlines this information wonderfully, and it's somewhat counterintuitive. Breathing less, breathing more slowly leads to more oxygen. How does that make sense? But it comes back to the role that CO2 plays in driving oxygenation in the human body. And by over-breathing, you're doing a lot of exhaling, you're actually decreasing the oxygen availability within the cell. And there's many theories as to accelerated aging being caused by a low oxygen environment. And there's also theories like Otto Warburg uh, won the Nobel Prize when he came out with the notion that cancer cells thrive in a low oxygen environment. Um, and, and so when you come and look at all these variables, you start to realize like oxygen is freaking important. Everyone knows that. But most people don't think like, how am I improving the oxygenation of my body? And by applying the principles I'm going to talk about today, which is very simple. I'm going to teach you how to breathe. I'm going to teach you what to do. It's not rocket science. And you'll walk away from this episode being like, wow, I'm going to give this a try because you have nothing to lose. It's free. It's accessible to virtually everyone. And it's freaking essential, dude. So <clears throat> first things first, we have what's called cilia in our nostrils, these kind of nose nostril hairs. 
And they protect our bodies from billions of particles and foreign matter each day. And they actually act as a natural filtration mechanism built into our bodies, allowing your lungs to be more productive and healthier. And so our nose, are, we're naturally meant to breathe through our nose. And nasal breathing, even during high intensity exercise, results in remarkable improvements in performance, in recovery, and in your overall cognition by having more blood flow, or I'm sorry, more oxygen to the brain, you're increasing blood flow and also helping with your mental acuity, your focus, your productivity, all these things that are so important to many of us. This is also due to nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is like Viagra for our whole body. It increases blood flow, it increases the delivery of nutrients. It has so many benefits. And by breathing through your nose, you're able to produce more nitric oxide. And we have also nervous system receptors in our nostrils. And so when you're breathing through your nose, you're actually changing your nervous system state. Now, many people carry a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of just tension, and they're constantly in this fight or flight sympathetic overdrive. Their nervous system is totally activated. And this can be good. This can be great in certain instances when you need to like work out and when you need to really perform at your best at certain acute scenarios, but chronically this leads to burnout, this leads to adrenal issues, this leads to cortisol imbalances. This chronic stress is a huge killer. It's a huge problem for people. And mental and psychological stress is hard. The human mind is, is tricky. It's hard to decrease that just from sheer meditation and, and mindfulness, which is great and I totally support that but you can actually shift your nervous system state through your physiology by your breathing mechanics. By doing slower nasal breathing, you'll drop your body into this parasympathetic rest and digest state, which is freaking amazing. Amazing for you to get better recovery, better sleep at night, lower stress levels, and have control over your biology. And most people don't understand that you can dictate your body's stress response based on your breathing patterns. So if you're constantly mouth breathing and you're in a nervous type of scenario, maybe you have a big talk coming up, big meeting, maybe you're uh, rushing somewhere uh, on a drive, maybe you're in a fight with your spouse, whatever it is, and you're doing this chronic mouth breathing and you don't even realize it, it's exacerbating the stress response. Whereas if you take just a little moment, you're like, let me just slow down my breathing, slow down my breathing, shut my mouth and breathe through my nose, it will work wonders. Absolute wonders. I mean, nasal breathing is the number one tool I use personally and in my practice for decreasing stress and anxiety and boosting sleep quality. And so the bottom line here is to, to just minimize mouth breathing. Focus on breathing through your nose during the day, during exercise, and during sleep. And a quick tip, if you're mouth breathing during sleep, put a little piece of mouth tape, not like a piece of duct tape over your freaking lips, a little piece of tape on your lips just to trigger to the brain to keep your mouth closed and to breathe through the nose while you're sleeping. And it will massively improve your sleep quality. It is a foundational step in all of this. Uh, and it's just flies under the radar for a lot of folks. And so <clears throat> when it comes to the nasal breathing, all you got to think about is breathing in through the nose and then you can breathe out through wherever you want. You can breathe out through the nose, you can breathe out through the mouth, but by breathing through the nose, it's going to slow down your breath. And, you know, focusing on elongating your inhale and elongating your exhale is a really, really good strategy to deliver these benefits I'm talking about. So what that could look like is doing a three or four second inhale through the nose, brief hold at the top, and then a three or four second exhale. And you don't have to count all your breaths, but as you're kind of training your body and as you're doing this more mindfully, 
it is good to have some criteria. Now, when it comes to calming the nervous system, when it comes to slowing down the overactivation of your stress response, lowering resting heart rate, lowering blood pressure, you want to double the length of exhale. So what that would look like is doing a, let's say, four second inhale through the nose, followed by an eight second prolonged exhale. Repeating as little as six of these deep breaths is enough to elicit this shift in your nervous system, this shift in your stress response. So always remember that anytime you're feeling stressed over the edge, you're worked up, do this type of breathing. Four seconds inhale through the nose, eight second exhale and repeat. I have my patients do this before they eat because it's a really good uh, way to calm down the body so that you're in that parasympathetic state because a lot of people with digestive issues are eating in this chronic fight or flight uh, nervous system state, which decreases your stomach acid production, your digestive enzyme production, and ultimately lowers your ability to break down your food and digest your meal. And so by doing this simple breathing, saying a little prayer, a little gratitude for your meal while you do this simple breath work, it's putting you in a much better physiological state to now absorb your nutrients and digest your food much, much easier. So I'm a huge fan of using it before bed too. If you find it in later in the evenings, you're having trouble winding down and, and relaxing, man, is this a good strategy. Last thing I'll share is when it comes to the nitric oxide piece, this is huge for exercise. A lot of nitric oxide precursors in terms of certain nutrients are put in all these pre-workout formulas. Some of them are good. Some of them are lousy. I did a whole episode on pre-workout powders. You can go back and listen to that. But a lot of people are using like beetroot powder. Other people are using L-arginine or citrulline and all these can be great. But none of them compare to the massive boost in nitric oxide when you start to breathe through your nose. So anytime you're doing your resistance training your cardio, any type of training, breathe through your nose. And you'll have to work up to this. If you're doing 10 out of 10 high intensity exercise, you might need to breathe through your mouth. But as you build this tolerance, I always breathe through my nose when I'm training and get a far better output, a better pump, a better performance when I'm lifting weights or I'm doing any type of activity for that matter. And the way I really take this next level is on the inhale, I'll breathe through the nose, on the exhale, I'll make a humming noise, which stimulates the vagal the vagus nerve, that vagal tone, and this enhances nitric oxide production even further. We're talking six, seven fold, boosting various chemicals in the body to enhance overall health. I mean, it's, there's a reason why these monks and these uh, really in, intelligent and insightful uh, individuals that have been meditating for 40 years and, you know, develop this OM. There's something to that physiologically that's happening and it's boosting nitric oxide and creating a very positive response in your body. So what I do is I train, breathe through my nose, and then when I'm stretching in the sauna after I work out, I do this inhale through the nose with a mmm on the exhale, and I repeat that breath pattern for like 10 minutes while I'm doing these stretches, and my God, it is incredible the response you get just from this simple breathing technique. So I hope you found this information helpful. I'm going to wrap this up. Breathe through your freaking nose. Stop chronically mouth breathing, and tune into the next episode if you have an issue with sinus congestion. So I know some of you listening probably like this all sounds fine and good, Ryan, but dude, my nose is always plugged up. Like I got a lot of sinus congestion going on. And I'm like, all right, next episode is for you. I'm going to talk about the top tips or first of all, the top reasons people have chronic sinus congestion, and then my top strategies for resolving it, because this is the number one 
reason people struggle with nasal breathing is because their sinus passageway has issues. It has some, some uh, clog in, in the nasal passageway, so it in, prevents you from nasal breathing. So I'm going to do that in the next episode. Be sure to turn in, tune into that one. If you found this information helpful, share it to someone you know who needs to start breathing through their nose. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can submit your own question to be answered on the show by going to ryankennedyhealth.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Please note the information depicted in this episode is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine.